We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. We have Melanie Edwards, and she is with an organization called Kids Joining Eternity. It is an organization that Oklahoma Family Network partners with in a lot of unique ways. So Melanie, why don't you tell us a little bit about Kids Joining Eternity, why you serve the community in the area of pregnancy and infant loss. Thanks so much, Tamara, for having me on today. I want to say having us on. I know I'm one individual, but I do not do it all. We have a board and a lot of people in the community that help us do what we do. So I want to start first with that because it it goes much, much beyond me and that's one of the things we've been very appreciative of, just the whole community aspect of it. Um, I'll start with our story. Uh, back in 2005, uh, my husband and I, we decided it was time for us to start having children. So we did. We waited an, our five years to have fun, <laughs> as we called it, and then started trying. I got pregnant really easily. And then unfortunately, around 33 and a half weeks, her heart just stopped. And that kind of really stopped us in our tracks. Uh, you know, you think you're young and you have it all figured out and you don't really think about that. You think more about packing the bag to bring the baby home from the hospital, not having the bag already packed and you're not bringing anything home from the hospital. I mean, those are things that you don't even think about or comprehend. I'll never forget, uh, there was gonna be a baby shower for my husband that day at his work. And instead of going and enjoying the baby shower that afternoon, he came with me to the hospital while I delivered KJ. And so just the different things that we honestly took for granted and were a little naive about, just like, you know, anybody else, until you go through it, you can't really even conceive what that would be like. And you can't even really wrap your head around it. But after going through something like that, we took a little bit of time. We were lucky enough to go on and have two other girls. So I now have a 14 year old girl and a 12 year old girl and JB's given up being, you know, he's like, I'm surrounded by girls forever. The dog even turned out to be a girl. So, you know, (laughs) lots of stories on that, but (laughs) we were very, very fortunate to go on and be able to build our family. But in doing so, and once our girls got into school age, we kept getting phone calls along the way because once something happens to you, whether it's cancer, diabetes, or in our case, infant loss, once someone in your circle and network knows that you've been through it, you do get the phone calls. And being able to help and give back, it fulfilled something in us that we didn't want people to be alone and feel like they were alone. And that was really, really huge to us because once you get in that circle, you realize you're not alone, that unfortunately this happens a lot. And so Once we kept getting phone calls and going and and knocking on people's doors and helping them, we kind of wanted to look around and make it a little bit bigger than just us doing that. And that's why we decided in 2014 to incorporate and start Kids Joining Eternity and to make it just a little bit bigger than what it already was. So you started Kids Joining Eternity and uh, KJ, you mentioned KJ was your daughter's name Mm -hmm. from 2005. And uh-huh. so, uh, so KJE is her initials, is that right? So KJE, uh, and then her, what did the KJ stand for? 
Kendall Janae. And yes, we, we went ahead and did that. Um, we didn't want it at first to scream her name. We wanted to encompass it all. And one of the things with infant loss that you kind of hold on to are thoughts and dreams of what you thought they might be. And that never really goes away. One of the things we do are back to school book donations. So every year around the school time, you think oh, they would be in this grade or they would be this old. So that's why one, it matched her initials, but really you just wonder what they would be like the older they get. So how old would KJ be? Um, she's about to be turning sw sweet 16. So that's kind of crazy. Sweet 16. So yeah. out of curiosity, as we kind of continue this conversation, do you guys, do you guys talk about KJ in your family? Do, do your girls know uh, Kendall? Do, do y'all celebrate her birthdays? You know, there's some things out there that here we are, she's going to turn 16. And so you've, you've been working and carrying Kendall with you for 16 years. Do you still do those kind of things even now? We do. We do. It's funny because it comes up in just every day. I'll never forget. We were driving down the street. My girls were just talking. And, you know, as you're driving, you feel like the Uber person half the time, but you're listening too. And that's why I also love car time because you get to hear a lot of conversation. And my oldest uh, and my was going back at my youngest. And so Berkeley finally goes, well, you're not the oldest, Megan. KJ is. <laughs> And if you knew it, my youngest Berkeley is usually the quiet one, and she made the talker silent. <laughs> so KJ is brought up in many different ways, and so it, it makes me happy. They'll see something, they'll talk and say her name. Every year, you know, they help with the remembrance ceremony. They, they know what we do in the community. They help me label books, and then on her day, which is October 7th, which is coming up, then we always go to the cemetery and honor her. And yeah, she's definitely not forgotten. And I love the way she was brought up that day because that's just as real as it gets right there. Siblings are always trying to get their dig in. And so uh, oh, yeah. was, I love that story. That's so funny. The quieter when Trump the talker. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. Um, so you do, you incorporate her into your everyday life, even now, 16 years later, and obviously running KJE, the Kids Joining Eternity piece to the support in the community is big. And you mentioned a while ago, some of the things you do, you do a book drive, you do a, a you do a mm -hmm. ceremony in the community to kick off Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, and then why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of those events that you do along with the ceremony, you do uh, walks within the community, you bring moms together, you do lunches and, and, and those kind of things. Why don't you tell us a little more about those? Okay, with making it a little bit bigger, we wanted it to have the family aspect, so to have something a little bit for everyone. So for moms, we'll meet, and we do it like more a lot on the school calendar year, once we know people are back kind of on a schedule. And we'll meet for six to eight weeks in a row and just get moms together in like a, a restaurant setting, whether on a patio or just in a relaxed atmosphere where they can feel like they can share and kind of really get together and there's nothing like being at a table with people that have gotten it you might have a sister you might have close friends sometimes things are hard to bring up to them because they haven't walked in there in those shoes and everybody sitting at the table kind of knows what that's like and it's really really tangible and you can even feel it the moment you walk in the door and sit down you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief sometimes because if they're going through something hard you can remember what that was like and kind of help walk beside them through that give them pointers. Well, what do you do to celebrate? What do you do on this date? How do you communicate that to family? So really just sharing. We just basically share kind of an 
go around the table and whatever is hard for someone that day, they get out and then everyone can, like I said, breathe a sigh of relief because they're in a safe space. So we do that for moms. We also like to walk because it's really fun to do. Just get out and get outside. If you're not a talker and you don't want to go there, we can walk. We talk about anything but that. I've learned uh, good books to read, Netflix to watch. You know, we offer that too because sometimes people just want to walk with you and and be there with you, but not actually share as deep. And so we offer that opportunity as well. Uh, for dads, we like to get them together. As you know, those guys, they don't always like to share. So those events are not as often, but we do try to provide a few through the year just to try to encourage them and let them know that, hey, they're not forgotten. A lot of times those guys are busy taking care of their partner and they wanna make sure those moms are okay. But at the end of the day, they need an outlet to let their feelings out and they need a safe space too. So. Thunder basketball games, <laughs> top golf, different things like that. Uh, just trying to give them somewhere to go and to turn to because it's an awful lot to carry. They have to go back to work sometimes a lot sooner than the mom. They have to carry on. If there's other siblings, sometimes they're taking care of them too. So where is their place to kind of take care of themselves? And I think that's a very, very important. And then we also like to try to offer something for the siblings other than the ceremony. So we do the Thunder Family Night Out and that's just a fun night that we get to do to celebrate. And COVID kind of has gotten in the way of a rainbow baby picnic, but in the spring, we hope to have our first rainbow baby picnic because one of the cool things about getting to know these families is then you get to see the rainbow babies after that. And a rainbow baby is someone who is born after a loss. And so getting to see siblings and celebrate them, and then if they have an older sibling that was before their loss, we want them to feel as much as they're honored and remembered as our babies that are no longer here because that's just as important. I love everything that you do and I know that it's it's something that is very close to my heart. I want to emphasize or I want to maybe speak to the fact that when you go to these events, it's not always a sad occasion. I, you know, I know that sometimes we think about uh, pregnancy and infant loss as is very hard to talk about and very devastating and very, um, very emotional. And I just want to emphasize that not all of these events that we go to or you that you host are sad. You know, it's about being in the presence of others who just can be, you know, and I, I think you said that earlier, it's just about being among peers and among people who understand where you've been and what you've gone through and, and what a difference that makes in their life. And just try to normalize it more. Because you know that you, nothing is worse than feeling like the elephant in the room after a loss. And you're like, oh, there she is. You know what I mean? And you're going to be thinking about it probably like I try to reassure our moms a lot more than they are. But still to try to help them be able to take a deep breath and to go back to attending those baby showers, to go back to getting out there and just going to dinner at first with friends. You know, don't even talk about a baby shower yet. That might be a few months down the road. But those things that we took for granted before that might be difficult now giving them an extra strength and courage and just support however they need it to get to those things again. I love that. Something you and I have been working with um, are, are some of those extra community support pieces and those community connection pieces. Why don't you talk about how KJE has been a leader in bringing together in the community? Because there is a big community to serve here. And so I'm wondering if you might be able to speak to some of that. Sure. Well, just like Oklahoma Family Network, I'm on your podcast now and I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met Heather. OFN, you guys do 
awesome, awesome things. And just being around you guys and seeing how you serve other families has helped kids join an eternity. And meeting also Amy Stillwoods, who works with Oklahoma County Health Department, partnering with them to serve their moms just through the years, because I've known, you know, you guys for a couple of years now, and we've worked together several years, and just seeing how that is accomplished and done. And then beyond that, us three brainstorming together going, there's so many families that we still need to reach that still don't know about us. How can we do that? Where are our community connections to help us get to those families and do the things that we don't do? Because, you know, our to-do list is, you know, still this big. And what we want to do is even better and off the screen and off the charts. And so how can we make that to where no one feels alone? Because it doesn't matter what organization's name does any of this. All we care about are that families get the resources they need and that they don't feel alone. Because when that happens to you, you just feel like the biggest hole and everybody's dealt cards in life. Like I tell these ladies, some, some, some of us, the older we get, we're dealt more than one card. And just to be able to help them get back up and to move forward when they're dealt the infant loss card is just one of the things we want them to be able to do. To locate those additional resources. So if someone came to you and maybe you weren't, um, maybe they had an additional need that, that you know someone else could fulfill. So do you invite other resources to join you as, as far as that goes, the additional partners? Oh, absolutely. The more the merrier. If you're listening to this and you're and you work with someone or you know of someone, please reach out. Yes, we love having everyone at the table. I mean, to me, it's just all about connecting the pieces and making sure that everyone is taken care of. So yes, we welcome anybody and, and everyone. There are challenges that families face, whether it be communication from their additional family members. Mm -hmm. uh, mothers who've experienced a loss in their life, whether it be through pregnancy or infant loss, sometimes they come into contact with people who truly do not understand. Um, mm -hmm. And so KJE is an organization that families can come to and they can really uh, lay their foundation and everyone there understands. So I'm wondering if there are some challenges that you could speak to that maybe you faced or um, and, and how you overcame those hard words, maybe that people said to you that were unintentional, but uh, they didn't mean to be hurtful, but they were. And mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if maybe you could share some of those pieces and then how you worked through that. So kind of in really October, you know, you think about it all the time, kind of with infant loss, but kind of kicking off October 15th is a national wave of light. And so at 7 p.m., you know that everyone across the nation will be lighting a candle. And so sometimes reflecting back or if I have a new mom and I've met them for coffee. I love coffee, too. I didn't I didn't mention that we do coffee dates, too. <laughs> I love coffee shops and bookstores. I haven't yet had anybody sit down and read a book with me. That'd be a little weird. <laughs> but I will make them meet me for coffee because I love coffee. But meeting some of the new moms, um, I don't know about you, Tamara, but for me, it takes me back sometimes to when I was there and um, what I felt like at the time. And I've heard some good stories and I've heard some bad stories. I've heard stories of nurses that have been awesome. Mine was the best. Shout out to Jessica. Loved her. Uh, some have some not good nurses stories. Some have relatives that are well-meaning. Um, some relatives can talk about KJ, some cannot. I don't, I don't hold that against them if they can't. It's just one of those things that people handle it so differently that for them, you kind of have to take a step back and go, you can't really not talk to them anymore, really. 
Some people choose to, I will say. Uh, for myself, you know, I just decided not to hold it against them if they can't ever talk about her or if they have a hard time coming to the ceremony and being there. Um, that's something that you have to talk the moms through about how they want to navigate that and how they want to handle it. With Christmas and the holidays coming up, we can use that for an example too. Um, some people like to put something on their mantle and hang an extra stocking and say into it has their baby's name on it, just like their children are. Some families, they, they don't want to do that. Um, it bothers maybe the partner. It bothers somebody else and their child right now can't take that. I tell everyone, whatever works for you is what you need to do and you need to stick to your guns and communicate it. I think that's the biggest thing. And when you talk to the family members on the other side, and sometimes I might have a grandmother come and a daughter and the grandmother will tell me something, but then the daughter will tell me something and I can tell they have not talked to one another. If they just talk to each other, which I always encourage them to do, then they will know how the other one needs to act. And so that is always my first piece of advice is I can't tell you how to do it. That's up to you. And uh, you can't control how your family or your friends are going to react to anything or how they're going to do and handle the situation. But you can talk to them about it. When someone says, how can I help you? You need to give them specifics. Like it would help me this week if you brought a meal. It would help me if on your phone you set a reminder for every Tuesday to call me at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's my quiet time. If you give people specifics, you'll get results that you need to make you feel good. They'll feel good and there won't be any guessing on any, either side. So being open and honest with people in your life about how you're feeling, what you, the things you need um, seem to be some key concepts, I guess, mm -hmm. when it comes to communication. Yes. The other thing, too, that um, I can remember are people that are pregnant at the same time as you. And I can remember a mom that was in our church that was pregnant at the same time. And we were so excited, you know, and you walk through that. And then all of a sudden you're not pregnant anymore. You have, unfortunately, nothing to show for it except however much weight you gained, <laughs> which doesn't matter when you get to bring them home. But talk about being ticked off when you don't even get to bring them home. That's kind of, ugh, you know, you don't really care about pants not fitting when you have a really precious baby in your arms. But then when they're empty, that hits, those little things hit home even harder too. And I can remember seeing that mom afterwards. And um, it was really, it was really hard. And Luckily, we got to move off due to a job situation, and I didn't have to see her anymore. And then when we moved back, time had passed, and then I was able to even be in a small group and be around her daughter and be, because it was a girl that she was having to, and be around her again, and it didn't bother me. But sometimes time is your friend, too, and on handling those things, and just be be kind to yourself during those things. Don't, don't try to push yourself to make something good that's not. Sometimes you do have to take that step back and give it some time, and then you'll be amazed at what that, what a difference that makes. What are some of the things, I know you and I have talked a lot about some of the things we hear people say that are, 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 me, are well-meaning, but aren't always helpful. I'm wondering if you might be able to give some tips on maybe someone who's listening to this podcast who has a friend who's been through it, maybe what they shouldn't say, and then maybe right. some things of what they should. Right. And the biggest one that always comes to mind is, well, you can always try again. You're young. And that is true. And we did. And we were successful. But still, I mean, you don't have that. We don't have KJ. You know, family photos, people give me the hardest time. And I'm having to back off a little bit because my girls are kind of teenage age, but I'm known for my pictures. And I think one of the reasons that I love photos so much is that's all we have of her. 
And so then you realize how important that becomes to you. And so I think things like that just really changed me in that regard. And that I just wanted to hold on to the memories as much as I could, because again, I couldn't hold on to her. You can always have more um, is mm -hmm. definitely not the best approach. Well, at least she didn't suffer, live and die. That's yeah. always, that's always one that we were like, but she was alive. She was just inside me. <laughs> you know, that's always a weird one to me. I mean, I know what they mean. She was stillborn. It would have been harder if she would have lived a little bit and then died. Well, not really. I mean, that's, those are shoes I can't even walk in. And, and I think that that's a good point um, that we should talk about as well. You know, when we talk about pregnancy and infant loss, you and I um, have similar experiences, but they're not the same. Mm -hmm. And the people who are part of KJE, everybody brings a different type of experience. And for every family we meet who has suffered a loss, it's one family we've met who's suffered a loss and experienced a loss. Mm -hmm. And so everybody brings something different to the table when it comes to that. And so being able to connect others with similar experiences is so key in finding those, those people to surround yourself with, for sure. I agree, because even just how people handle it, if you have a partner who's very encouraging and is always there and doing things and doing things, that's different from a mom who doesn't have that. Where does she get that day-to-day -day support from? Especially if she doesn't have family that lives here close by. You know, we take for granted sometimes that we have a little bit of a, a circle even if they don't always say the right thing versus someone whose circle maybe even be further away or non-existent. I think that's been an eye-opener for me to realize that people, you know, don't always have what somebody else might have. And so to connect those two, then one of the joys for me has been seeing these ladies be friends. Forget about me. It's not really, I tell people, it's not really about me. I don't even know how to explain it, but I just bring them together. They find their people within the people. They find that once they get there to those groups and they form those bonds and then they can go on. And I love watching on Facebook when they share in each other's joys and when they're there for one another, when it's like an extra bad day. And those ladies, they do, they show up. And so finding and helping those and making those connections, I think are so important. It's all about showing up, isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, it is. It is. <laughs> I, I can definitely talk that KJE shows up when there is a need there. They show up. I know that something you do is you send out boxes as well to families that maybe you get a referral and maybe you've never met this person ever before, but it's something that you do from Kids Joining Eternity is you make that initial connection through a box. What are some of the things that you put in this box um, sure. that you mail out to families? Sure. One of the favorite things that we put in, we do the Empty Cradle Broken Heart book. It's one of my favorite books. It, it deals not only with the mental, but the physical just journey of recovery. And so in that box, we include the book. We include a stuffed um, animal. It's usually an elephant, a big gray elephant, because again, we want to make sure, especially if they don't have other children, uh, that they have something to hold. So that's very important to us. And we include a small journal in case they would like to write out their feelings. And then we put in our literature card and a postcard for them. If they want to, they can reach back out to us whenever they're ready. That's the, that's the tough part with us wanting to help people. 
um, we're in a different place than they are, especially me with my loss being back in 2005. It's not in 2020, 2021, almost getting ready to say 2022, which is crazy. And so being able to meet them when they're ready is very, very important. And we mail those care packages in state and out of state. So if anyone listening knows of someone who's had a loss or remember, we are more than happy to, to, to mail these to them. All we need is the mailing address and who they're going to. And I know, I think um, I've heard you do Mother's Day cards as well. So, um, so where do you, do you restrict on where you send those Mother's Day cards? Are they just people who you are connected with? Tell us a little bit about the Mother's Day cards that y'all send out. Yes, that's a good example too of how we utilize our community partners. Um, it's not just KJE. We do uh, are the ones that actually send the cards, create the cards, but the hospitals also send them to Oklahoma Family Network. I reach out to you, you mail them to your mothers. Uh, what we do is we have someone different each year create it. And our hope is that we kind of touch base with them more than just once a year, especially if they don't live here. You think resources and getting people and trying to reach people that are local are hard. I'm from a small town and I'm proud to be from it. The resources out there are even fewer and far between. So if we can get something to them a couple of times a year, then we like to do so. And Mother's Day is the time that we like to do that. Um, so we partner with Oklahoma Family Network, Oklahoma County Health Department, and the local hospitals, major hospitals, and they are the ones that will help us get those cards to our families. You can't, it's not just me, but it's everyone. I mean, that's what makes it happen. Um, we couldn't reach those moms. Those moms would not have any idea who we were because HIPAA, and we respect HIPAA, but the ones and the coordinators that they've established that relationship with, your moms that you establish a relationship with, if we can provide a card or a care package for those moms, it doesn't matter who's handing it to them. I don't have to personally give everything we do. And that's why I'm really appreciative of our board. Our board plays a huge role as well in understanding that it's not about getting the credit. It's not about any of that. We just want these families to have support and they're very, very vital in what we do as well. What's the next big goal for KJE? What is something that you really want KJE to do that um, they haven't been able to do up to this point. Yeah, kind of the next big thing, taking it to the next level kind of deal is being able to get on the inside a little bit more and really revisit some of our early families. And I want to bring them in and kind of pick their brain on where they are at now and kind of start getting a little bit more of a timeline of how we can help families. You've We've helped you at the beginning. You've been around now for about five years. What do we need to do now? Instead of looking more at the immediate, how can we also help families in the long run? Because I know once they are wanting to get connected, they want to stay connected. So kind of how can we do that? I feel like the Rainbow Baby Picnic has been in works for a while and talking a lot of talk about it so we can celebrate our siblings more. But really, we need to do it. You know, we need to actually have that event and bring these families together again. Because again, we do at the remembrance ceremony, but that's really a lot for the babies we've lost and for the siblings in a different way, but they also need to be celebrated. Um, I envision a lot of things as well. <laughs> I would love to have our own personal book of our mom's stories that we could hand out to of some of the ones that we, and the ladies that we've known and just to compile a lot of everyone's stories in different stages because we all do bring something different to the table. So if a mom went in and had a miscarriage and she was handed a book that had 10 to 15 stories about a mom or how our moms handled miscarriages, maybe she could relate to one or two of those moms personality-wise and how they handled it. Uh, those are That's just kind of one of the things that I would love to be able to do. And then another section on 
early infant loss, another section on stillborn moms, just kind of compiling and bringing that together because I can't tell you enough, like, until you're ready to get out of the bed and leave, the online resources, the books, all of that is so vital to you even feeling human again, that if they had something and they knew those people were local, I think that would be huge to help them. The concept of it being local is huge because mm -hmm. you're right. It's like this person could live down the street from me mm -hmm. or around the corner. And that, that takes that statistic piece out of it. You know, it's no longer a statistic if it's happened to you because you have become that statistic. And, uh, and so, yeah, to know that maybe they're just around the corner. These are people you live with in your community. That would be huge. But just in general, you know, having the supports of the families who show up to these events, they are necessary and needed in our community. And so I love, I love what KJE does. As we kind of wrap up our, our conversation today, you know, the entire month is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness, and we know we kind of have events that are set up for that, and it's a great month for moms. In the 15th, we get to do um, the Light the Candle piece, uh, Wave of Light. What is, what's beyond October? I think that that's an important piece to this. Kind of talk to us about beyond October. October, you know, is a month where we can have a lot more eyes focused on the month and be a little bit more aware because that's what it's for. And people are. But one thing to kind of remember is November 1st, our families are going to wake up and their life is going to be the same. They're still going to have an infant son or an infant daughter or sometimes with twins, both of them, that are still no longer at their house. And that's still going to be their life. They don't get to wake up in the next month or even in December or January and their situation be any different. It's still gonna kind of be with them always. So just being aware of it year round. Um, a lot of times people be like, will kind of have the perception, well, why aren't they over it yet? Well, it's not that you ever get over it, but it's a piece of you. And it's something that you'll always carry. And one of my friends always does a good job every year. I get a card from her on October 7th because she remembers KJ's birthday and it just makes me smile. So if there's anything we can do for our families that will make them smile, I mean, I think that's huge. So just the little things, if you can set a reminder in your calendar for someone that you're close to that you know that every year that's going to be whatever date they like to celebrate, again, communication, ask them what day they like to celebrate and set it on your phone and then just text them, send them a card. That will be a huge light in their life. And they'll know that they're not forgotten because it's not that you don't get over. It. It's something you never get over. And it's nothing that you like to dwell on or hold to. To me, that's all negative connotations. I think it's positive because I tell you what, we've learned more from KJ and life than I can even begin to tell you. And our girls, I want them being girls not to be scared to get pregnant. I think about that when they're older. I don't want them because if something were to happen to them, get up. That's what we do. You know what I mean? We move forward. And that's kind of what we want to help people in the community to, to, to do is just to move forward in life and we'll figure it out. I love that thought that there, there's a group of people who are, are experiencing such um, a loss and they're, so, they're in that state of grief. And here's KJE kind of over the hill screaming, you can do it. You can do mm -hmm. it. You, you're, you will make it. That mm -hmm. hill is hard. It's hard to climb, but you will make it. Um, and so just kind of helping reinforce that concept that, that you're going to get through this. It's not going to be easy. There can be some positives that come out of this as, as much as we may never want to say it or see it, or if we're not feeling it in the moment, there, mm -hmm. there will be eventually some positives that you'll be able to touch somebody else's life 
with your story uh, and, and continuing to move forward with your baby. Agree. Uh, and just thank you right quick to Oklahoma Family Network for all the support. Uh, again, we wouldn't be here today without it. And I truly mean that. So thank you all very much. Well, I know you mean a lot to the community and I know we are very appreciative of everything that you do. And uh, I know we love being a part of KJE as an organization. So thank you. Thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.